this is Krista from Krista Says Yay, and you're listening to The Remix with Shonda Tori. I showed you where to find her Underneath the head, the shallow Grave dug by me For her still warm body Welcome to The Remix here on Cairo Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in today. My name is Sean. I appreciate your listenership. This is a song called The Raven from the uh, the brand new EP from Krista Says Yay, also called The Raven. And there's a show coming up November 12th at the substation that we're going to talk about very soon here. But I have Krista of Krista Says Yay here in front of me in studio on the remix on Cairo Radio. Hello, Krista. Hello, Shonda Tori. It's so nice to be here. Thank you for having me. The kids seem to agree with you, Krista, which is always, it's always nice to have kids agree with you. It really is. You know, I mean, I don't really know too many kids, but when I talk to them, they usually agree with me, and that's because I'm usually twisting their arm a little bit. <laughs> They're not hard to convince um, if you make it worth their while, you know what I mean? You were just saying before we crack these mics that you're a nanny as well as a master musician. <laughs> yes. So I want to kind of get to know a little bit about you, Krista, and the audience I'm sure wants to know more. I mean, why tell wouldn't me they? Tell me more. So yeah, you're. how long have you been a, a nanny? And tell me what you mean by kids are pretty easy to, you know, get what you want out of them. Well, what I mean is that if you are, well, let me, let me go backwards. If you're structuring the day with a routine and everything is predictable mm-hmm. about what's going to happen with them that day. Like if you lay out a list and say at 12, we're doing this, at two o'clock, we're doing right. this. And you just get in a routine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Then sure. it's like, okay, it's time for you to go in your room for quiet time. And th- they just know yeah. that that's what it is. So is there know? like a specific age group that, that wouldn't work for like, when do kids sort of, when are they okay Without a routine, you know what I mean? Like, when can you surprise them and say, hey, we're going to the library today to read books? Books? (laughs) Well, actually, kids love the library. Yeah? I mean, most of the kids that I take care of um, just really love the library. Uh, But to to answer your first question, I've been doing early childhood education for a very, very long time. Um, More than 15 years, so... uh, you know, oh, wow. Yeah. So taught pre- preschool for many years and then oh. just decided to take the leap into being a nanny. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's just been for the last three years. But uh, wow. super fulfilling, amazing, fun work. And and it is work. Oh, I imagine. You know, yeah. it's not just, oh, hanging out in somebody's house while the kids play, you know. Do you bring your guitar over? Do they do? I do eventually. Um, But. With kids, it's it's really about what they want to do, mm-hmm. uh, you know. So if they're into fairy princesses, I'm into fairy princesses. <laughs> sure. Um, if 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 we're gonna play cars or trucks, if we have to go to the window every time the garbage truck comes by, yeah, then that's you know, what you're then gonna that's do. What we're gonna do. And honestly, um, you know, in the past, I've had kids come to shows and they'll say, you know, just staring eyes wide and telling their parents, "That's not the Krista I know." Wow, I bet you know? I bet it's mind blowing <laughs> yeah, to see this so. woman that usually I don't know how you are with around the kids, but if right. they're sensing a difference, that's well, it's just be... to see me on stage. Yeah. And I've got I've I'm singing and I'm you know <laughs> got my guitar and there's a band and yeah. it's just you know they just kind of are like they don't even, they kind of don't even know what to do with it. But you know, kids are so uh, focused on what's happening in their world. So even as a preschool teacher, if I ran into them at Target or something. They were confused. Yeah. I, I always remember that being strange when I was younger, yeah. and probably you too. If you went to a store and you saw your teacher in yeah. the store, you're like, 
Wait, what? You're a real person. What are you doing here? It's you, it's very. You don't live at the school. Yeah, it's a very strange thing. <laughs> yeah. Um. So w- when you were younger, were you? Uh, what kind of kid were you? Were you into uh, music, poetry, writing? Were you an artistic child? Um, maybe an autistic child. I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny that you bring that up because I've actually been thinking about that a lot. You know, uh, my brother and sister-in-law have a couple kids, so it's the first kids in our family. You know, I didn't have any and won't be having any, and I don't know if my other brother will. So um, just talking to my mom, um, watching them grow up, talking to my mom about being a grandma, her experience, you know, just chatting about how different it was when she was raising mm-hmm. us versus what goes on, you know, nowadays. Because, I mean— Child rearing has really changed over the years. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if you remember, uh, but we literally were of that generation where it was like, you know, come home when the streetlights go on. Oh, definitely. You know? Yes. Yeah. I lived, a lot in, of I lived in Jersey City on a dead rain. end street. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, come in when the when the streetlights come mm-hmm. on. That would never. It is not like that now. Today, I don't. I don't think. No. I don't so know. I don't know. You know, as a child, I think, yes, I was. I had the candlestick and I was singing Dancing Queen on the top of my lungs. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah. You know, when we got the, when the Thriller album came out, we were choreographing our own dances awesome. yeah. to go along with it. Um, definitely, you know, excited about getting the roles for the little grade school plays. Okay. I, I did pretty good, you know, because I was a good singer. So, yeah. So you were, you. And loud. I was very loud. <laughs> and they love, you know, if you can project. Uh huh. And get your voice heard. Yeah, you know you're gonna go get cast in anything. <laughs> so you had a, you had a great voice from a young child. You it did it came naturally then I imagine. Well, you it, know, I mean it sounds like it. My mom saying you know we always had the love songs of the '60s and '70s. Lionel Richie. Oh God. Hello. You know I mean we <laughs> Ebony and Ivory. You yeah. know just all all of those. So you know just yeah just always singing and I was never told to be quiet. I was just always allowed to. Sing, sing, sing. See, that's great. I <laughs> yeah. think, do you think that because you weren't sort of chastised or told, Krista, you know, stop saying yay, you know, <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. to, is, do you think that that played a role in, in uh, your the um, the way you are now and sort of your attitude of just being a musician? I mean, I wonder what would it what it would have been like if your parents had sort of restricted that, right? You know. I, I think yes, absolutely. If they would have, to, if if I would have gotten negative feedback about that, I, I was also very, I'm also a very sensitive person. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have probably shut down that, wow. that yeah. part of me. Um, and I actually took a wonderful class once for one of my trainings um, as an ECE uh, person. <laughs> Sounds so unprofessional. Person, <laughs> an ECE person. <laughs> uh, I've gotten away from it, but um, you know, this woman said that children believe. By the age of five, whether or not they can sing. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even matter whether they can. What matters is whether they believe that they can. Right. So it's so important to let children, whatever their interests are, you know, give them, you know, enough rope to, you know, experience it yeah. and um, have some autonomy with that. So. I think I think that's fantastic. I mean, when I was growing up, my parents, if I said I wanted to be a tap dancer, they put me in tap yeah. And if I wanted to play the trombone, I played the trombone. Yeah. They just kind of let me feel it out. Yeah. Um, I'm talking with Krista of Krista Says Yay, um, a great local band uh, that are doing some really cool things. The Raven, the new EP coming out uh, November 12th. That's right. That's right. So this is a song called The Raven. Krista is going to stay uh, into another segment or two. You brought your guitar along, so you're going to play something here in studio. We're going to talk about your new EP coming up. 
Uh, in the next segment here on The Remix, this is Cairo Radio 97.3 FM, Seattle's News, Seattle's Talk. The Raven, the Raven. Hey, this is Ryan from Smoky Brights, and you are listening to Sean DeTore on The Remix. Yo, <laughs> this is Kim from Smoky Brights. It was in the remix. Hey, this is Mikey from Smoky Brights. Uh, you're listening to the remix. Welcome back to the remix here on Cairo Radio. My name is Sean. This is a song called Paper Airplanes from Krista Says Yay. Great local band doing some cool things. And this is from her brand new EP, The Raven, coming out November 12th. A show at the substation to support that CD with Sightseer and Tuesday Velasco. And I've got Krista of Krista Says Yay right here. Hello. Hello to you. <laughs> Glad to be here. So let's talk about this new album. You have a one full length out, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's called Monster Love Machine. That is correct. Um, and so now you've got The Raven. And now you are singing and playing guitar on this record, right? Right. I'm the songwriter, singer, guitar player, and just so lucky to have uh, people in my life that believe in me, love the songs enough to support me yeah. and be in my band and I'm not paying them. Oh, wow. That is that is a testament. It is. Who is in your band? I have uh, Jenny Pitson on lead guitar and Austin Rude on bass and David Crossett on drums. Um, so on your new album, this is, um, how would you describe the music that you're making just in general? And then I'd like you to talk t- about how this album is different sounding from your first LP. Sure. You know, I've been writing songs since I was 19 and... Just kind of did my solo stuff. Either I would bring it into different bands, which I I just honestly, literally am a person that's just like path of least resistance always. So in Colorado, my neighbor, uh, he's like, let's make a band. I'm like, okay. So I'm just playing a bunch of older dudes in their garage. And then, um, you know, moved to Seattle and just still writing songs, but kind of getting in projects where, you know, we'd use occasionally one of my songs or something um, and then collaborative work. Right. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I got to the point where, you know, I wonder if I could find a band, find people that would want to play with me and just play just the songs that I'm writing. Kind of I have pretty much a lot of the control. I'm writing, and arranging and mm-hmm. doing all that work. And I just bring them in and they just play them. Kind of like session <laughs> musicians in a way, but they are your band. Yeah, and luckily I had played with Jenny and Austin before in a band called Martian Finishing School as their drummer. That's a great name for a band. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, that's a whole other story, but I, I won't I won't digress that far. Okay. So um, then you know that band kind of dissolved, and a few years later I was like, you know, I really love these people as people. They're friends, and I care about them. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm interested in their lives. They're interested in mine. So let's. See, and I just called them both up and they were like, yeah, let's give it a try. And, um, you know, the hardest thing was finding a drummer. So we, I had Ray Guajardo. We found him. Um, it was wonderful. We, we did Monster Love Machine. Yeah. Uh, it was a very quick and dirty experience. We recorded nine songs live in one day at the studio. Wow. Without Jenny there because she was having a baby or getting close to having a baby 
or something with a baby was happening at that time. Um, she was getting pregnant right at that moment. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe that was it. But no, I think there was already a plan in place because otherwise she would have been there. But, um, you know, uh, so we, we got together. We just did that in the studio. We record Jenny's uh, uh, lead parts later. Mm-hmm. Uh Went back in, mixed it up, and got it out there. And it was basically a, a, a combination of songs that I was playing at that time. Okay. You know, it's like, let's, these are rehearsed, let's just do it. Because, you know, by that time, I mean, I started at 19, I'm 37, 38 by this time. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I, am I ever going to put out an album? Is sure. this ever going to so happen? You just wanted to get that out there. Did the Kickstarter, got it done. Right. Uh, this time. And so now, how many years later are we with The Raven? Well, I wanted it to be sooner, but. You know, life happens. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, Ray moved on to find a different project to work with, and we um, started our search for a drummer. And in that time, I did not want us to go too far down. You know, like if, if you think of it as a wave, it's like, you know, you, you can't go too far out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. You got to keep playing shows. You've got to keep some semblance yeah, you of have to, activity. You don't want to become the forgotten one. Right. And then when you try to come back into the scene, it's... Just like you're starting all over oh, again, gosh. I imagine. Yes. So I was fortunate enough at that point to have uh, several people that wanted to come in and sit on, in on drums that literally played with other bands in town and liked our music enough and mm-hmm. liked me enough to say, yeah, I'll come to two practices and play that gig. So, um, gosh, I hope you can remember, but Donovan Pfeiffer, who plays with Red Heart Alarm, did that for us. Um, uh we had Frank Fox come yeah. in, and he sat sat in. So he's actually the drummer that did uh, the drums on this album, The Raven. Um, we had Brendan Hardy came in. He was in a band at the time called uh, Certain Inertia. Sure. Um, and then we even had another person, and I'm going to kick myself for forgetting their name at this point. And but so I'm, the people that are in the band with you now, David and the others, are they on The Raven album? Y- David is not. David is and that's, not. And that's the weird thing that, you know, it's like he was sitting in with us. Yeah. But we had already recorded uh, with Frank Fox, mm-hmm. you know, all of these songs a long time ago, like yeah. December 2014 is when we started that. And then um, it just it just ended up spreading out, you know. Sure. Uh, different uh, band members. Uh, Jenny actually had a second child and Austin's wife had a baby. So, you know, we just kind of did the slow Family plan, right? Band, right? And <laughs> now, come come uh, November twelfth, yeah. the Raven is finally going to be finally uh, taking flight, coming out of that egg. Yeah, yes. taking flight. I kind of like your or analogy hatching. better. One of the two. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Krista says yay. This is Krista, and uh, I don't believe you have said yay yet. I'm gonna do it. Yay! <laughs> so we're running out of time in this segment, but you brought your guitar. Yep. And you're gonna play a song or two for us here, and so we're gonna go out here with uh, more of. Krista says, yay, paper airplanes from, this is, this is on the Raven EP. All the music I'm playing today is from your very, your very, your brand new record. So, uh, this is, uh, Sean on the remix on Cairo Radio, 97.3 FM, Seattle's News, Seattle's Talk. Hey, this is Krista from Krista Says Yay, and you're listening to The Remix with Sean DeTori.
Kristen says yay on the remix. My name is Sean. Thank you so much for tuning here, tuning in here to Cairo Radio. This is a song called Felt Like Fall from her brand new album coming out this November 12th called The Raven. And I have Krista here of Krista Says Yay. Hello, Krista. Yay! <laughs> so you're going to play a song live in studio. I am. Um, so just go ahead, go, go ahead All right. and tell us the name of the song sure. and then just start singing your pretty little heart out. This is called Slow Fade. the table take my hand I'll try to catch you boys best as I am able and I understand there are ghosts ghosts on the path you when you are quite unaware the cracks they made on your heart still under repair and though the work has gone on low these many years they'll shake you up shake you up and the cracks can reappear and i know i know love doesn't go oh, oh, oh i know love doesn't just
The kids love it. Well, that's good. I liked it as well. Thanks, Krista says yay. Thank you. So, um, the name of the song again, please, and give uh, tell me a little bit about about that song. What is what? it's called? Slow fade, and um, you know, it's just basically about love and how it never goes away. Um, you know, we've all probably had a broken heart and had to heal from it. And sometimes, if you run into people from your past that have uh, had a had a big effect on your life, or mm. you know that you still carry with you in some ways, yeah. and they can shake you up a little bit. You yeah. feel like you've seen a ghost, perhaps. You know. How long did it take you to write that song? Was that a quick one for you? Um, I mean, it was it, pretty it, quick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most of my songs, um, you know, they just kind of they're they're pretty quick. There's there's not a lot of labor involved. Um, if if they're the, if they're the songs about love or that type of thing, yeah. Um, some of my more political songs or things like that, I spend a little bit more time working mm-hmm. on the lyrics and things like that to get whatever my messages across in the most efficient way. Yeah. But, um, these little songs that are from the heart just really just kind of burst forth and and find a, a home and hopefully hopefully they like it there. <laughs> yeah. Do you need a certain sort of setting when you're writing, you know, or do you, can you just, if you've got an idea, you just sit down and write wherever you are, or do you need, do you need like incense burning and a nice cup <laughs> of chai tea? You know, I mean, what, no. what is your, anything? Usually what happens is I'm just on my couch watching Netflix or whatever. And I'll be like, Oh, maybe I should play some guitar right now. And, and I don't feel like playing anything yeah. that I've ever played before. So I'll just kind of strum around or whatever. And, Nine times out of ten, nothing comes of it. I put the guitar down and watch some more TV. But, yeah. you know, sometimes uh, something does come of it, and and I go, oh. Um, or sometimes it's just, um, you know, like where pe- some people might turn to a diary or something like that. Sure. I turn to my guitar and just kind of get my feeling out. So whatever it is, if I'm enraged about something or if I'm joyful about something or sad about something, I yeah. just kind of use it as a, as a vehicle to kind of put that feeling somewhere. Well, Krista, do you want to stay for one more segment? Sure. Because I'd like to talk a little bit about your show and your appearance on Band in Seattle, which is a show that I frequently co-host. I want to talk about that, too. Let's do it. All right. This is Krista Says Yay, a song called The Raven from her new EP coming out November 12th called The Raven. My name is Sean. This is Cairo Radio 97.3 FM, Seattle's News, Seattle's Talk. Hi, I'm Aaron Mason, and I do a lot of things, but the one I'm most proudest of is being friends with Sean DeTore. You are listening to The Remix. Krista says yay here on The Remix. My name is Sean. Thanks for tuning in here to Cairo Radio, 97.3 FM. The Raven is a new EP from Krista Says Yay coming out November 12th, and she's got a CD release show at the substation with Sightseer and Tuesday Velasco. And I was just at the uh, substation a couple of Fridays ago, and uh, or it may have been last Friday, and that place in Fremont, or Freelord as some people yes. say, it's a really cool little space. It's it very DIY. It's very punk. It gets really loud in there. Yes. Um, uh, well, we don't play. We're one of those bands that doesn't play too loud. But yeah, I think they have some very loud things happening. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so um, 
let's talk about your show now. Do you play out often, or is this kind of a? Re- I mean, obviously, it's a big deal because this is your EP release show. But do you play out often, and um, how excited are you? What can we expect from this show on November twelfth? We are so excited. It's been a long time coming. Like I said before, we started kind of like in December two thousand fourteen with yeah. this whole process of this album, and kind of did the slow as you go. People having families plan, and mm-hmm. um, we are going to. Uh, just hit 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 it with this one, you know. You and then, you're gonna have aerial acts. I'm hoping to have an aerial act. It's a whole lot of liability th- things that are going on, right? <laughs> right. But I, I have my fingers crossed, and honestly, uh, not unlike most things in my life, things kind of come together last minute. Right. So my hope is that it will be there, but I haven't I haven't advertised that yet. But if it, it if it is happening, um, that would be just an added boon. It's just a, a vision that I've had. So if that does not happen at this gig, mm-hmm. we will make that happen at some gig. Um, Yes, give, and give out your website now because I'm sure that's where people can find out. Yes, um, you can find me on Facebook. Krista says yay, C H R I S T A says S A Y S yay, Y A Y. We have Bandcamp, Reverb Nation, and um, you know, eventually we'll have our own little special sure. website. Uh, you can find us on Band in Seattle, which is something that I wanted to talk about as well. But as far as the frequency of our gigs, um, you know, I've just found that I would rather play to a big old crowd mm-hmm. of people and have an awesome night and play with bands that I've always wanted to play with mm-hmm. um, and just really take your time and plan it um, and play maybe six to whatever, 10 gigs locally a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're certainly not interested in playing, you know, several gigs a month. I just I think it just spreads you out a little thin as far as your draw goes. Um, and at this point, you know, we've all had a lot of experience on stage, so we don't feel like we're really trying to right. pay our dues that way. So, and so, yeah, this band in Seattle thing. Um, so band in Seattle is great. It airs every Saturday night on channel 11 at 11 PM. And I'm one of the, um, rotating cast of characters of co-hosts that they have along with Xander Denke. And you guys were on just last Saturday. So, um, right now, uh, people can find that. Uh, I, I don't know the, the website. I think it's bandinseattle.com. Yeah, but if exactly. You, if, yeah, if you just look up Band in Seattle, then people can get a really good sense yes. as to what you're like when you play live. What was that experience like it for you? It was awesome. It was a whirlwind. It was so cool to just show up and uh, just, I don't know, uh, my fa- you know, I had some family members there. Everybody was really excited. We were a little nervous, but... Uh, the people there are just so nice and put you at so much ease. And I had been to several recordings for various uh, band friends that I have um, over the past couple of years that they've been doing this. Yeah. So I was I knew what to expect. That said, you know, once you get on stage, you can get a little bit nervous. And sure. Everything, but, were you um, Were you nervous? I mean, generally, do you get nervous at shows? And were you nervous at this band in Seattle? Because this is TV, now. baby. <laughs> I'm, I'm nervous all the time. Okay. No, yes. I mean. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the more excited I am about something, the more nervous I get, yeah. and it can last for days prior. Oh my god! Um, yeah, it's it's kind of ridiculous, but it's it's kind of like the the minute you hit the stage and you're two or three songs in, then you're hopefully just in the groove and barring you know any of the little mistakes and this and that. But again, having done this for so many years, we're, you know, it's at the point where if somebody messes up or if there's a mistake, you know, we just 
we just keep plowing through. We yeah. keep doing it. Because generally the audience is not going to be able to tell yes. unless like your drummer, you know, splits a tom or something. Even I mean, then we would just laugh. <laughs> I mean, we just are to the point where it's like, ah, ha, ha, yeah, you know. Yeah. No, but I, I mean, I totally get it. You know, if you're up there and you know yeah. it's supposed to be a G, but it's a C. Right. You know, I, I totally get like wanting to yeah. go back or acknowledge yeah. it. But yeah. most of the time the audience, they're just grooving so hard yeah. anyway. Yeah, they don't, you know, they don't really notice. And and even if, if they do, I mean, that's some of the, part of the glory almost of having live performances is that it's just human. Sometimes you go try to hit the mark and sometimes sure. you don't, you miss. And, um, and I think that's one thing I want young artists to know that it's like, it's okay to mess up. It's okay to make mistakes and then just keep going because it, it just doesn't matter at the end of the day. Yeah, you know, definitely. Yeah. Um, so what kind of response have you been getting from, you know, people who have heard this this record? I mean, uh, have people saying, wow, this is, I mean, hopefully they're saying, like wow. You're one of a- the few that's heard it. Oh, really? Yeah. So really on the 12th, that's when people are really yeah. going to be able to I get to experience this. I have leaked anything. This is the first time that this is being heard out on the airwaves and I'm just flattered that it's happening. And I'm sure you have so many other songs that you could fit on probably 10 more records. I don't know. You- I have several songs, but um, not as many as one might think. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm, I'm prolific, but they don't always stick around. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm a bad bookkeeper of songs. Oh, and, so you'll lose some oh more. God, it's, and, you know, you'd think in this day and age I could just take out my phone and record more. But, you but know. No. I, well, I'm a 90s girl. What am I going to do? Uh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> we're around the same age. I feel you. Yeah. I totally feel. So, okay. So Krista says, yay, new album, The Raven EP coming out on November 12th and a... Um, CD release show to uh, happen as well at the substation on that day with Sightseer and Tuesday Velasco. And um, Krista, this has been absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much. It's been really nice to be able to play uh, these songs today from your new record. Like this is the first time these are getting spun. And uh, it's very exciting for me. Me too. I I imagine it's super exciting for you. It is. Um, So again, Krista says, yay. Find her on the internet. Listen to her music and go see the show November 12th. This is a song called Felt Like Fall from the Raven EP that will probably be being played live at the substation. It will be. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Every song on here and new ones. OMG. LOL. Krista says, yay. Thank you so much, Krista. Bye. This is Sean on the remix on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM, Seattle's News, Seattle's Talk. Mm -hmm.